Hey, what's going on? This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, and we are back at it again here, this time in the city. Gentlemen, how's it going? Cheer, doing well. Glad to be back. Very back at it, always digging it. And we have two very, very special guests here with us today. Gentlemen, please introduce yourselves. I'm Don Borelli, one of the owners of Arts and Crafts Beer Parlor. I'm uh, John Simons. I'm the beverage manager here down on 8th Street location. Let's just get right into it. What was the inspiration behind opening this great place? Well, I guess I kind of fell backwards into this this business. I don't have a background in hospitality. I actually had 25 years with the FBI. I retired. I was one of the guys in charge of the Joint Terrorism Task Force and, and retired in 2010. And after doing consulting and some other stuff kind of related to security for a while, I decided I wanted to do something different and this location where we're at on 8th street used to be the growler station some of your listeners may may know the growler station and uh you know it's a it's a good you know it's good business good good beer probably not the best fit for this block and i knew some of the guys involved in the growler station they asked me if i wanted to come in and take over and 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 really decided that this location would be better served as, as a craft beer bar, more of a sit-and-stay type of bar than a takeout. Mm-hmm. So um, I wound up taking over this location. The Growler Station left, negotiated a new lease. Coming from the FBI, I didn't know a darn thing about the beer business other than I like to drink beer and, you know, like, like all of your <laughs> listeners, <laughs> which makes me like zero qualified to open the business. But... My business partner now, I, I met a few years ago. He's a Broadway actor, retired, like a lot of bartenders around the city, have a background in acting and singing. But he had a lot of experience, and we talked about it and ran the numbers and decided that, you know, with his experience in hospitality, his name is Robert LaFrance, got to give him credit here on the podcast, that, you know, with, with my concept, I kind of came up with the concept of this and the location our heads together the left brain and the right brain and you know touch wood four years later here we are and and we have a second location uptown that opened two years ago so thank uh, thank goodness and thanks to our customers we're still going strong how how scary was it oh my god it's like you know g- g- give me terrorists uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take terrorists over, you know, the banking and finance and, you know, I mean, it's, it's scary. You know, I, I, by all accounts, I did something stupid. I took a secure federal government retirement and invested it into the riskiest business in the riskiest city in the country, right? Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, not the smartest thing, but, you know, it was one of those things you just, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? You, yep. you, you, you know, I, I, I felt confident in the business plan i felt confident in my partner i thought the location could do well and craft beer was on the rise and you know sometimes just a a little bit of a a gut feeling and some common sense goes a long way and and that's what i try to bring to the business you know after four years i've certainly learned a lot and made a lot of mistakes um you know but but nothing fatal yet touch wood well yeah you have two locations it seems like you're doing well we're, we're doing all right. Uh, as I say, you know, like you, I, I take nothing for granted in this business. One day you think you've got it figured out. You got customers. You got a full bar of happy people. Something can happen. Anything can happen. Like, here's a good example. Last in December, busiest month of the year for us in our uptown locations, which is at, on Amsterdam and 116th, 
we'd have a lot of business with Columbia. We had a sewer pipe collapse, shut us down for 10 days, you know, during Christmas party season. So like, as soon as you think you've got it all figured out, you realize you don't. And you just, it's one happy customer at a time, one day at a time, one good beer at a time, you know, just kind of slow and steady. That's that's kind of our philosophy here. So was there this defining moment where you were like, you know what, you, you mentioned you kind of fell backwards into it, but was there that moment that you realize like that this this is what I want to do this is the next chapter of my life I guess as soon as I signed the lease <laughs> yeah um, no you know I think it was it was a kind of a, a progression of, of things you know of events and sometimes you just don't know exactly what that tipping point is and where you know where it comes from but again it just I thought it was right, you, you know, you, you you say a prayer, you roll the dice, whatever you do, and, and, and you go for it, and, and I'll tell you, not just because John's sitting, well, it is just because John's sitting here, but the thing is, I've got, I've had, I've been really lucky, we have been really lucky to have great, solid employees, and that's kind of the foundation. You can have a, a good beer list, a cool location, you, you've got to have a really solid team. Not any one person can do this job. And, and keep the customers happy day after day. Keep the beer, you know, the, keep the beer list great day after day. So that, that's really been the best thing for me is having great people. And uh, and uh, John, how did you get uh, get involved here? So I was I was on a six month tour around the world, and I I left to kind of find myself and get away from everything. I, I've been in the bar business for over ten years. Um, I started in craft beer down on St. Mark's place uh, called uh, Hop Double Grill in Belgian Room when it, that was open. Um, and that was kind of my introduction into the craft beer world. Um, and then, you know, I progressed go, like, with, with my knowledge and everything over the years, but um, coming, coming here, I. I was working at, uh, before I left for my trip, I was working up at Valhalla uh, in, in Hell's Kitchen area. Nice craft beer bar. And I could have went back there and, and I had a good, you know, good relationship with the owners there, but I wanted something different when I came back. And I just happened upon this place and uh, Robert from France, he was sitting at the bar when I came in. and. Uh, we just we hit it off right away, and I love the vibe of this place and the comfortable feeling that I got out of it. And uh, we were just starting; they were just starting to build their second location. So I actually went up there and helped do the the demo and, and build out up there of the location. And um, like you said, it, it's a good team here. It's everybody that I met in this company right away. We just we jived and it was it was a good experience and I, I knew I, I found a home in this business and as a lot of bartenders will tell you after after several years of doing this work you get kind of burnt out in places and you're just showing up to do a job but you show up here because you're you're meeting family and you're 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 enjoying the work that you're doing and, and being having the customers have a good experience as well. I mean, that all adds to it, but I would say, you know, that, I mean, that's how it started here. I just, you know, just kind of ha luckily right. happened upon it in a good, a okay. good chance. Yeah, and you said you're the beverage man manager? Yeah, the beverage manager. So I, I curate all the beer lists. 
here. Okay. Um, and so that I, translates to drinking a lot of samples. What's going to work? Good job. It's, yeah, my fridge is loaded with samples. This is nice. Uh, haven't bought beer in a long time. But uh, what I I took over like a, about a year after I guess I started bartending with the company. Um, they asked me to take over the list um, and what my vision was for this place was to to make it local craft I wanted I wanted to get all the local craft in here because it's, it's been so great you know all these brewers in Queens um, Brooklyn Hudson Valley area I mean they're coming out of nowhere it's it's endless options that I have weekly to do, deal with and I've had a lot of good reps, you know, kind of coach me on what they think is the best thing coming out too. But um, yeah, I mean, my focus here was was to make it local, local craft. I was, you know, and that to draw people. And you know, our competition is, you know, Blind Tiger, Proletariat. Uh, uh, edit, edit all this out. No, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is. I mean, They're your good this, spots. This we is, love you. This guys. is fine. It, it, you know, in as well. It's, but what's nice about them, and I hear from them as well, is when people are looking for a next spot, we send them there, and they send people here because they can trust saying this place is a good place to get good local craft beer. Yeah, and yeah. and that's that's kind of what it's all about. Um, and, and you know, speaking of the scene, obviously there's a lot of great local breweries. Do you guys have any any local favorites? Well, I'm wearing a hat right now from LIC. LIC Beer, Beer Project, yeah, it's um, a great great brewery. Yeah, they are great guys over there. Dan's doing great stuff. That's probably one of my favorite breweries around. Um, I also live in Woodside, Queens, so it's nice and convenient for me. But yeah. There's so many good yeah, choices. Yeah, other half is great. We had an event with them a little while ago. Uh, Hudson Valley. I mean, there's that's the great thing about being in this business at this point in time in New York. There's no shortage of great choices, and some of them are you know within a five mile radius. I mean, it's it's fan it's fantastic. Interboro you know, as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Like he said, Hudson Valley, the the blending program with sours. That there, what Jason's doing is unbelievable. I mean, yeah, it's incredible. Out of the park. I mean, well, and, and speaking of which, obviously at the time of this recording, we're in the midst of uh, NYC Beer Week. You guys have an NYC Beer Week event going on as well, right? Yes. Um, so we have uh, Springdale's launching into the city, which is Jack's Abbey's kind of sister company. Um, they're doing, it's an all-ale program, so Jack's Abbey is known for their lagers, their IPLs. Um, Springdale is their offshoot, which they're doing unfiltered pale ales. Um, they're doing sours that are very good. Um, and that the name of that is based on uh, a relative of theirs that owned a icing company back in the day. So their emblem or their symbol is basically a block of ice cut out of the wood with the, the old saws. Um, so a little history on them, but they're they're launching into the city this week during beer week. Um, and we're doing an event on Tuesday starting around uh, 7 p.m. the 6th. Yeah, we'll have eight, eight different options, um, plus some Jack's Abbey stuff. Some uh, giveaways, swag giveaways, mm -hmm. and $5 can options, too. 
the, Not bad. the, the event is, act, is is artist night and, and a little bit kind of to go back to the, the name and the concept of the place, arts and crafts beer parlor. So craft obviously is, is craft beer and art stands you know, for the artists that rotate. We have every couple of months we get a new artist and we put their work on the wall and and this is this location is really known it's a it's an artsy neighborhood there's an art school right around uh, right down the street uh, you know Greenwich Village has always been known for the kind of the art scene so we wanted to take and blend craft beer and art together and it's also kind of a play on word arts and crafts you know people call up sometimes and saying you know I want to bring my kids in to do yarn no we don't do yarn uh, <laughs> no yarn and beer no events, no so. yarn and beer well maybe, we, I mean, we yeah, maybe after six or seven, you, uh, start. believe it or not that we've actually had a group of ladies that came in a few times and drank beer and knitted no joke oh, wow yeah, yeah yeah so we, we we do kind of blend those two uh things but but anyway so when we get a new artist, what we'll try to do is have like a little launch party and we'll generally get a beer sponsor for that so we can promote the artist and promote a beer, you know, a brewery, whatever. So we put the two together and make it a fun night. So next Tuesday is another artist night for Sean Bowen. He's, he does, his art is kind of uh, the, the icon series, like rock legends and political people and so forth. It's a really cool exhibit. So. That's that's the arts and crafts name and concept together. Now, did, when you first started out, and this was a Growler Station, yeah, was that your initial vision? Like, hey, we we also want to focus on art, or did you also just kind yeah, of yeah? No, into I kind of came up with with the, the the thought, you know, kind of popped into my head, probably <laughs> after a couple of beers, or God knows when. But you know, just it seemed to fit, and sometimes I don't I don't know really how it kind of came up with it but I thought the arts and crafts name is catchy the neighborhood is artsy craft beer let's figure out a way to kind of blend the two and Robert and I came up Robert actually knows art my, my partner so he curates all the art he finds the artist he does all the scheduling makes sure that you know that part of the program is running smoothly and uh, it it, it works, you know, so it's, it's different and it's nice. Sometimes we'll get in people that, that might come in because they know the artist or their friends and then we can introduce them to craft beer. And then the flip side is we get the beer people that come in because there's something on the board they really want and go, hey, that's a really cool piece of art. Um, we've had graffiti artists, we've had mixed media, traditional, a little of everything. So that's, that's kind of what we do. So, so speaking of, of getting people into craft beer, were there specific beers that got you guys? Uh, and I'll, I'll ask a question both of you. Is there specific beers that got you guys into the craft beer scene? Do you recall? I, I guess for me, I, I started kind of slowly. I back, back in my government days, I was more of a Coors Light guy. Nothing wrong with Coors Light, but like, but then as my palate changed, uh, I think the IPAs are what kind of moved me away from kind of the mass-produced lager beers into more of the craft the craft scene. And and now I still, I think, that's probably my go-to beer is something hoppy, an IPA or pale ale, but once in a while I'll, I'll enjoy a sour or a saison and when, when the weather's cold, really, you know, a, a nice barrel-aged stout. Oh, yeah. So, you know, a little of everything. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I used to try my hand at some home brewing. Um, and as a treat, 
I remember, I mean, the few, the two beers that always were like a, a treat to have were uh, Hill Farmstead Abner, if we could get it. I grew up in Connecticut, so I mean, you know, we'd take the trip up for Abner if, if we could. Or um, Pliny the Elder, to be honest with you. That was like back, back in the day, that yeah. was a classic beer. And, you know, it's funny how my palate's changed so much since then and with all these juice bombs coming out. I tried that planning not too long ago, and I still have an appreciation for it and, and love for it, but I don't gravitate towards wanting it anymore like I did. But those, I would say those two beers definitely started my interest in the, the craft beer. Yeah. You know, but. So what would you say is the most exciting and or rewarding aspect of working here? Most exciting part? Yeah, I, you know, my favorite um, things customers come in and tell me is that they don't like a certain style they say they they hate IPAs can't deal with them but IPAs have changed so much over the years yeah so I'll give them a taste of like a double IPA you know like juice bomb that just you know you know not super bitter but like has all these notes and adjuncts put into it and they taste it and they're like I love this and I'm like, well, that's a double IPA. Yeah. Or, you know, a Sours as well. You know, Don can kind of attest to this. When I took over the beer program, um, he hated Sours. He hated Goza's Sours. Yeah. He said Goza's smelled like socks. You know, <laughs> like, you know all that. You know, and then uh, I'd get some in, and I was like, try this. You got to try this, you know, and, and he... And now he's had a few where he's like, I really love this. It's great. Um, There's all these changes that have gone through this, through beer. And I don't even know what I could say would be the next movement in beer because I didn't see sours coming. I didn't see the juicy IPAs that we know of now coming. It's constantly evolving and changing. You know, and it's... It's interesting because 10 years when I started this, people said this wouldn't last, you know, and I, I kind of like laughed at it. I'm like, why, why would you say that? How could you say that? <laughs> yeah. You know, beer's been around forever and it's always evolving. But they said the craft beer movement would end and I, I tend, I always disagreed with them. I mean, how, how could it, you know? Yeah. Now, let me, let, let me ask you a little bit of a personal question. You don't have to ask, but are you single? I am single. Okay, so I mean, I mean, don't lie. Is that not the best part about being a beverage manager? <laughs> I don't tell, I don't tell a lot of women I'm a beverage manager. You know, I kind of, you know, I usually, you know, that's that ends up at the bar usually, you know, bartending. But uh, okay, just one. Yeah, no, I don't think it's. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't even know what I'm talking about if I said that. So. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And so, now, what are some of the wildest things? You got any like wild bar stories? Anything, uh, anything crazy that uh, that happened that you were just like, "Wow, well, I can't believe that that just happened." Well, in this location, I mean, you can probably tell this story. That as we were talking about before, the art on the walls. We have had people try to steal the art and wow. walk down the street. You know, a drunken fit thinking this is don't, a good idea. Don't let the fact that the owner's an FBI or, or a retired FBI agent stop you. Just go ahead and steal that yeah. art. Uh, no, we don't have any cameras. No, don't worry. About yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, and it was, from what I understand, it wasn't a small piece either. Yeah, we had large. a guy take off. 
doing the, you know, the, the full sprint down the street. Thankfully, one of the guys on duty was a college baseball player. He's like the youngest guy that we have, and, the, and certainly the fastest. The rest of us probably could not caught the guy. They ran after him and caught him. So, yeah, we've had a couple crazy stuff. Thankfully, though, you know what? The, the good thing, both here and even the uptown location, it, it, it's a really respectful crowd. We've had, you know, yeah, I mean, even Halloween with the Halloween parade, which, yeah. you know, is right down the street and the village is, that's one of the busiest, craziest nights of the year. Yeah. It gets busy, but the people that we have have been really respectful. We've had the pride parade. Everybody's been super fun and friendly, very, you know, it's, we're, we, we welcome everybody. It's a very diverse and eclectic crowd as you can imagine just by virtue of our location but we haven't had a lot of crazy stories thank god i'll say that now tonight somebody's gonna <laughs> come in <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not going wood, right? wood yeah, right? we're yeah. all knocking wood here yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, probably a reason for that too is because we don't have shots or liquor you know too, right which that usually amps people up and do stupid things you know very true that's very know. true yeah i mean i think typically for the most part i don't want to generalize but for the most part i feel like the craft beer crowd it's it's a pretty respectful crowd i mean yeah. people are coming in yeah. they really appreciate the beers and they're all about that experience yeah. so their whole night out kind of revolves around that around these appreciation for these different beers so you typically get a little bit more of a subdued i, I think so subdued Plus, crowd we we have one television and for the most part it's kind of tucked behind our chalkboard up there and for most people to talk yeah we want people to come in enjoy the beer it's a place where you can have a conversation like like what we're doing now and not get wound up in you know the, whatever sports on TV and doing shots and all. I mean, of course, we'll show the Olympics, we'll show the Super Bowl, the things like that. But for the most part, it's a conversation bar. So. Yeah, I mean, I've been here a couple times, and I definitely got the you know more of a local, you know, hanging out with your friends, you know, stop by for a drink and just have a chat, catch up. Yeah, it's yeah. not you know you're not coming in to get wasted and you know pop along through the neighborhood yeah so. and, and you know in the in the great thing and, and i guess i shouldn't be surprised at this but you, know, you think of you kind of the stereotype it's a beer bar so you're going to have like it's going to be full of guys and bros and we get as many ladies as that come in here as guys that are extremely knowledgeable appreciate good beer it's a comfortable place where you know it's just everybody can come in sit down relax have a great conversation so that to me, I mean, I'm I'm proud of that. Uh, it makes me really happy when I see that. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, how, how many FBI agents are in here on a regular basis? <laughs> are we allowed to talk about that? No, you can, no, they always come in and want something for free. I tell them go, go down the stairs. I work for a living now, man. No, I still I, I still get a, a few of my old colleagues that'll that'll come in and it's it's great to see them but uh for the most part they they have a couple of their local haunts that, that they drink at the right around the corner from the office but uh well yeah occasionally i've had some some of my old colleagues and friends come in and it's it's fine it's certainly different to see them and you know or them at least for them to see me what i'm doing now versus right. what i did sure totally different and do you find with some of your old buddies is it harder to kind of convince them to, to get into the craft beer scene or do you feel like they're they're kind of open to it no i think i you know i think a lot of them are really open to it, it, it um you, you kind of get into into your your habits you know you go to your bar and whatever your particular you know thing is whether it's a, a guinness or a coors light or a whatever 
And having a place like this allows me, when they come in, I can introduce them to something different. Say, hey, why don't you try this? You know, especially if I'm paying for it, right? <laughs> they're much more they're much more willing to yeah. take a chance. And um, and, and then they, they like it and appreciate it. And so, and, and that's kind of part of what we do, not just for my friends, but for a lot of our customers, and John can speak about this, we're pretty good about, you know, give, giving people a taste before they commit, you know, and, and, and the bartenders... Sometimes Are, too many. Yeah. <laughs> after, no such thing. After 15 or 20 little tastes, like, hey, why don't you buy one now? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I mean, you guys have, what, a flight of the entire board, right? Yeah. Well, an you, option, so. Yeah, you can. Four you different can, options. By the time they get there, to say, well, you did that. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. But we, want, but we want people to appreciate what they're drinking. And, and if you're new to craft beer, and maybe sometimes it can be intimidating, we don't want, we want to take that mystery out of it. Take a taste, let the bartenders describe what they're tasting, and if they like it, great. And if they don't, let's let's kind of shift. That's good. That's a good data point to start with, and let's move on to something they may like. That's part of what we do. So now at any given time, how many how many beers do you guys have on tap and, and how many beers do you guys just carry in general? So we we have uh, twenty four taps. Um, we have four beers that are happy hours that stay constant. Other than that, everything changes every other day, um, and it's always something new on. So it, it, it constantly revolves. Um, we do have a certain bottle and, and cider list that stays permanent, um, but we also do um, whatever I can get my hands on. To be honest with you, right. uh, of good stuff. We have a rotating specialty can list and bottles um, that's always updated every every week so that could be from four different options to eight different options of sours ipas uh, that are mostly coming from local sources um but yeah really good stuff. Yeah, even like what was it last last week we we had it or two weeks ago we had a drop of, of petty topper and focal banger you know it was like you know the it's beer awesome. santa shows up and it's great but john, john's been very good about curating also the bottle and can list which Quite honestly, I when I was buying the beer, I, I didn't have as much time to do all the research, and John kind of keeps up with all the current stuff. And so, uh, you know, in addition to 24 beers on draft, some of the, the cans and bottles that we have yeah, here are pretty cans, nice. Some cans at Root and Branch, just, we just got them in last week. Uh, Dead Men on Holiday, and that, that lasted like two days. Yeah, most bet. people knew what that was. I mean, people were searching it out. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun to kind of see that happen, where it's like you bring in a case and you're not really sure what it is yet, and then and then you just see people flock towards it, you know, and then and then it's gone in two days. And you're like, oh, that was easy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get more. Let's get yeah. more. Now, can you drink the cans here? Yeah, yeah. For most okay. of, for most part, uh, you drink the cans here. You can take them out. Um, we do growlers too. But with certain stuff, you can't take out. Like, we, we don't do growlers of, like, Hill Farmstead, Equilibrium, Tired Hands. Sure. It's uh, just not allowed. So we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Heady um, Topper, Heady uh, Topper, Folker Banger, um, not allowed to take that out either. So, you know, we're, we're very conscious of, of making sure it's okay with the brewer to let it go out of the, bu- the building. Yeah, but for the most part, you can either drink it in here or, or take it out, yeah. 
And now you mentioned you have four constant happy hour beers. What are those beers and what are the happy hour specials? Yeah, so happy hour specials are we have a cream pour black duck porter, mm-hmm. um, Omegon wit, lion's head pilsner, and um, I forget here, Hebrew hot mana. Okay. Um, from upstate New York. Those are those are five dollars um, from when we open till seven p.m. and then Sunday it's all day happy hour. Oh, nice for those beers. And then we have two wine specials as well: uh, Sauvignon Blanc and a Malbec. You know, yeah. not beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so not are those the only non-beer beverages that you guys serve here? Uh, I mean, we have sodas. And, uh, and more, but yeah, we, that's we it. Care about the booze. That's that's it. Yeah. Just the booze is just uh, some wa- just a few wine options, um, but it's it's all beer. Yeah, beer and cider. Yeah. Um, have you found any particular? I know you mentioned you know you guys got some beers and recently went quick. Have you found any any particular styles that have resonated particularly well with the crowd here? Yeah. So our our top sellers are definitely the, we're an IPA crowd and sour. Um, sours have blown up. I mean, I, I started out putting, I think, one or two on the list. Now sometimes I have, like, four options on our on our tap list. The, the stuff that's coming out is is really very good. I mean, it, I was telling them earlier like, about you being not a sour fan <laughs> and, and trying to to get you to be one. Yeah, now, you, now you, I think you know, I've gone to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. Well, you know, when this, when this podcast started, I wasn't into sours either, and then Perry has slowly turned me to the dark yeah. side. Yeah. yeah. We call it the dark side. <laughs> yeah. Well, these guys are into, like, you know, like, like mouth-puckering, tart, super sour, especially yeah. especially Justin. Um, yeah. But you know, it, it took me uh, when I when uh, it took me a little bit to get into sours. I, I I do like sours. I do appreciate them. But in the beginning, it was it took a little bit longer than some of the other styles that I te- to, uh, tend to gravitate to. But right. I mean, sours are great, and, and I like just like you said, I'm surprised that they've you know, or maybe maybe surprised not a good way to put it, but it, but they really have become quite popular. I mean, everyone everyone's talking about sours. Yeah, it's funny. You know, uh, I was just talking yesterday with somebody about this. Ten years ago, you couldn't pay somebody to buy to drink Cantillon, you know. And now, if Cantillon comes around, good luck getting it. Right, good luck getting it. You know, it's massive. Yeah, it's you know, it's just the way that's changed over the years. But yeah, and as as a business owner, you know, I always think, okay, how's how's this going to affect the bottom line? Right, looking at the numbers, I'm thinking. Okay, we, we're not going to have sours in the winter. Nobody's going to want a sour beer when it's you know, 20 degrees outside. That's not true at all. I mean, I think yeah. they, 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 <laughs> no, I we, think they, they, they beat the yeah, stats so, right now, I think. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So yeah. It's, it's, uh, at least it's a, here, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I feel like sours, is, it's kind of like, you know, IPAs, double IPAs, obviously popular for a very long time. They're still the buzzword, but I feel like sours is another kind of like craft beer buzz term people just want sours and i think part of it's also the intensity of the flavor right like yeah. like an ipa it doesn't matter if it's hot or cold you're still going to get that burst of you know flavor or smell or whatever right sours generally have that similar kind of you know aspect to them whereas a stout you know you like the mouthfeel you like the warmth of the beer right and that does kind of lend itself to a dark you know, and colder, it ch- colder and, and they both change you know as they warm Absolutely, up you yeah. know they the complexities come out so 
and, and they the, are distinct beers. And the, and the sour beer drinkers, the the real kind of aficionados, when they see a sour beer on the board that they like, I mean, it doesn't matter if they're you know out in Brooklyn or Bronx or wherever. They, I mean, they're going to come to drink at that Hudson Valley was with the Amorphia. Amorphia, yeah. Amorphia was, was gone in a day. Those guys are really hot right now. I mean, you, yeah, uh, Hudson so Jason, Valley is really popular uh, right now. The blending program that he does is, uh, he's a mad scientist. I mean, he's just doing stuff yeah. that's unbelievable, you know, with, with his sours. It's great. No, I, I agree. I agree. It's always exciting to get something in from him and you're like, I, I wonder what this is going to be like. You know, it's, it's, it's cool. So what, what was uh, one of the beers recently, or, or one of the beers you were most excited to, uh, to get? are most excited that you were able to bring into the bar here? To bring into the bar? Well, um, I went out to Interboro not too long ago and, and had some hangout time with Jason out there. And uh, I fell in love with what I'm drinking right now. Um, it's called uh, the Ill Plus Matic. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. Solid, double IPA. Um, so when that when that came in, I was very excited about that. Um, I love what those guys are doing in Interboro. Uh, really, good. really good brews. Very good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's like it's a treat every week to you know when I when I get my hands on some stuff. You know, I, I'm, it is exciting to to look at the distro list coming out on the weekend, and then if you're you get it in on time. You know your request, and you get it. You're like, yeah, I scored. I scored. Yeah, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I'm Not always to... and I'm always excited when the <laughs> heady and the focal arrives because I know people are going to fill up the bar, <laughs> okay. even if they only get one. Now I do have a question. It's a little bit jumping around, but um, like, what does your day to day look like? Well, the the excitement of owning a bar. I mean, I can't just <laughs> describe. I want to. No, I don't want to bore your listeners in, in in the last little bit of the show. What I do is mostly all the behind-the-scenes stuff, paying bills, making sure we, we got money to do the, the, the payroll, the insurance, all of the boring Keeping the stuff, lights on. Keeping yeah. the lights on, which obviously that's an important part of any business. <laughs> that's what I, what I do. And, and I used to do a lot more of the hands-on, but as we grew and kind of needed to delegate more things and we had more people... Uh, that with experience like John and, and some of our people at Upper Dam, so now my business partner, it's been great to be able to delegate. So I don't have to worry about ordering and this and that and this and that. I can, can kind of delegate that to people that are quite honestly a lot better at it than I am and know a lot more about beer than I do. So I'm kind of the, the guy that, keep, like you said, keeps the lights on and, and look more of the strategic planning type stuff, kind of the, the big picture things. Okay. Now, now, what does the future look like for arts and crafts? Like, as far as a uh, beer philosophy, as far as are you thinking about expanding or doing anything crazy? That's a, uh, a, a very good question and one that's been um, debated over the last few months. My, my immediate thought is no plan for expansion. I, I, I feel very, I, I feel good about what we've, we've created four years in this place, two years in the uptown location. And then some days I feel like we barely took the training wheels off. You know, I'm learning new things every day. I always feel like there's still ways we can get better with the locations that we already have. And so if there's an expansion plan in the future, I don't see it immediately. I really want to see how good we can get and perfect what we've already got before we think about getting better or getting bigger, I should say. Okay. 
Just seeing how this, specific to New York, to seeing how the craft beer scene has grown and just expanded and continues to grow, how important is that to you guys and, and where do you see your bar as, as factoring into that equation? So we put a lot of emphasis into the beer. I mean, you look at this location, we only have a few food items, we're not huge. So our, our emphasis is the beer. Our uptown location, same thing, although it's a bigger location, we have a full kitchen, so we do a lot more food. But still, our philosophy is let's do one thing right at least. I mean, hopefully we do more than one thing right, but if we're going to do any one thing right, let's make sure it's the beer. The, the, the biggest capital investment that we made in this location and the uptown location is, is our chill right beer system, our beer delivery system, so that each pour is the right temperature, the right, you know, carbonation, everything. We clean the lines at least once a month, which, you know, it gets expensive, not just the cleaning, but a lot of the beer that gets flushed down the tube. Because we want to make sure that every beer that our customer drinks tastes like it should, you know, exactly like it, you know, the brewer wants it to taste at the right temperature. And so, you know, that's what craft beer is. I mean, and that's, and that's where we put our money and our, and our efforts. And, you know, if you come here and you want the best pizza in the world, sorry, it may not be the best, but we're going to give you a, a fantastic craft beer. And that's, I think that's all you can ask for. You yeah. come out, you want a good beer, you get a good beer. That's, that's the experience right there. So really quick, what are the hours of operation here? At this location, Monday through Thursday, we open at three o'clock and we we close at midnight and then friday and saturday we open a little earlier we open at two close at one sunday we open at two close either 11 or midnight if you know if it's busy we'll stay open if it, nobody's here we may close at 11 o'clock uptown location pretty much the same except for we always open at noon up there because we do a lunch okay and sundays is the all-day happy hour which yeah is appealing it's a very good deal. That's appealing. It's open to close. All day happy <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, do you guys have any... Uh, uh, we talked about the New York City uh, Beer Week event. Do you guys have any other upcoming events that you'd like to plug or talk about? I don't... Yeah, I, I don't have time to go to anything. <laughs> okay. I've been asked by a few, but I, I... Honestly, I'm kind of strapped for time because uh, I'm going away in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we, uh, we don't have any on the schedule, but you know, hopefully your listeners will look on our website or our social media. We, we post when we're going to have beer events and mm-hmm. art events and you know all that kind of stuff. And uh, between this location and the other location, we have at least one or two things a month. We don't try to saturate people with an event every week. Uh, we have a but, big, uh, big LIC event coming up, uptown location, uh, sometime in April. Yeah, I, believe. I think it's the 26th uh, of 20, April. Twenty tap take. takeover. Okay. I think is, wow. Is planned. So that'll be a nice event. Yeah, absolutely. And if people want to find out more about you guys, what's the website? What's the social media? What's the best way to learn more? The website is artsandcraftsbarnyc.com. And we have a Facebook page. I'm not a Facebook guy, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I never use. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in my, you know, like I'm 57. You know, Facebook was, uh, you know, I, 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 especially in the FBI, it's like now nah, I'm going to do Facebook. Um, <laughs> but we do have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram. AC Beer NYC is our Instagram, and and we have a Twitter. I think it's the same. So 
Yeah. It's all on the website. Sure. sure. That's social media, right? That's social media. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so, um, craft beer, how does it stack up to the FBI? This life of craft beer you're in now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's there are it's it's different but it's challenging i mean owning a business especially in craft beer which you know it's it's dynamic right i mean you you you, you think it's always going to get better you never know so it's it's a challenge the fbi was always you know you kind of wake up every day you don't know exactly how the how the day is going to turn out uh, i i enjoy it I, and the nice thing about craft beer as opposed to fbi and security it's it's a heavy topic when you're when you're talking to people, <laughs> yeah. it's generally not because they want you there, you know. And you know, you yeah. knock on somebody's door and like, yeah. oh, what are you doing? You know, they're not happy to see you. Yeah. Here people walk in, they have a smile. Here's your beer. Here's your five dollar happy hour. Oh, it's only five dollars. Great, everybody's happy. Blue skies. <laughs> That's not normally the the the, uh, the end of the FBI story. So very true. It, yeah. yeah. That's very true. So is, is there, do you guys have any parting words for our audience? Any, anything that you want to say that we haven't yet said during the show? Uh, no, I, just check us out. I mean, it's a, it's a comfortable, cozy atmosphere here. And, you know, we always have good local stuff on. And yeah, I would say check it out. All right. Well said. Justin, any parting words? Oh, yeah. I really like this place. We were just here. Perry and I were just here like two weeks ago. Not knowing this episode was going to even happen, um, there's a like like a keto restaurant like a few blocks from here. We had dinner there and came here. Yeah, I like right. this place for sure. Thank you. Glad yeah, you guys came much. in. Yeah, yeah. thank you for having us. Thank you guys so much for hosting beer today, beer tomorrow. I have been here before as well. I, I do really enjoy this place. I think it's one of the one of the better bars in the city. And um, yeah. Fantastic! Thank you guys so much, and for our audience listening, yeah. And, and your and your listeners can can sometimes meet Beckett the Labrador. <laughs> yeah, we got we got Beckett hanging out right here with yeah. us. He's a therapy dog, so you can it's a full service place. You can have a craft beer, pet the dog, feel good. Oh, yeah. so all there your you. stress is gone. <laughs> oh, that's very cool. Very cool. Very 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 cool. So shout out to Beckett. Uh, shout out to Beckett the Labrador. And uh, and again, for the audience listening, if you have not yet been here we urge you definitely come out it's a great time great beer great atmosphere and if you've been here then what are you waiting for come on back it's a great place yeah easy to get to lots of beers five dollar happy hour what more could you want what more could you want it's beer today beer tomorrow signing off until next year no matter where you are in the world drink local drink fresh repeat cheers cheers thanks for listening to this week's show we really appreciate the support Stay tuned because we've got a lot of exciting shows and special guests coming at you soon. Want to find out more about the Craft Beer Odyssey? Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, subscribe to the show on iTunes or Podbean. Want shirts that will have you styling and profiling? Want 16-ounce soda can-style glassware for all your craft beer drinking needs? Well, we got them at the BTBT store. It's your go-to for BTBT-branded merchandise. Visit the BTBT store at beertodaybeertomorrow.com for your exclusive shirts and glassware today. Until next week, you know what it is. Drink local, drink fresh, repeat. This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, signing off. Cheers.